cultivate and keep. It's Corey and Jeremy. Yo, yo. Or Jeremy and Corey. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, that, that makes more yeah. sense. I think I always say your name first. Hmm. I think I, I'm just naturally so polite. So, right. it's, you know. You always think of the other flows person. Out. Exactly. It's that give first mentality. Exactly. Right? Give first. Nice. Yes. Well, Corey, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well, actually. I just had a nap. I don't normally oh, nice. take naps, but uh, spent half, or I spent probably like two hours um, at Monday's parents' house today in the pool, hang out some, with some friends. So I was a little bit beat afterwards, a little bit sunburned too. I don't know if you can tell. Rough but day, huh? Extra pink. Yeah, it, it was a really rough day. Actually, no, it was nice. Well, good for you. Thank you. Yesterday was a completely different story, but I'll leave that for another time. Um, but I'm doing well. I feel very refreshed right now. Good. I'm glad. Thank you. you look um, caramelized. Caramelized. <laughs> Monique yeah. also gave me a haircut. I, I screwed up my beard so it's much shorter now too there's lots of changes all around oh yeah different skin tone that's why you look less fat oh okay that makes sense <laughs> Thanks. just kidding actually if you're wondering i've lost six pounds really since, oh uh, since you're a little the last two weeks you die right yeah clean keto baby all the way good job man. really easy proud of you yeah it's been nice you know i've lost weight since high since high school that's not surprising but that's weird how's that not surprising because it's you you would eat ice cream every night, and True. you would still have a six-pack. Dude, last and night, I had ice cream with Oreos on it and Hershey sauce. <laughs> oh, man. It was so good. Dude, it was good. Yeah. I was reading about how, uh, to get a little bit scientific here, there basically everything comes down to metabolism and um, insulin sensitivity. I think it's... It's either insulin sensitivity or something else. You're already yawning. <laughs> yeah, yawn. uh, but anyways, some people either build it up when they're at an early age or genetically have really are like really high sensitivity. And so everything basically just gets burned and nothing goes to fat. And so if you have low insulin sensitivity, then like a lot of things get turned into fat. Mm-hmm. And so you have to watch your carbs a lot more, hmm. which is most of the population. But AKA not you. Well, I just think it's <laughs> odd, like uh, that I've lost weight. Like that's just that's weird. I feel like you know. Yeah, that is crazy. It's really weird. Yeah. I think my only my only guess is in high school I was like not muscular, but I was just more I was more active. Like I was doing more. Mm. So I, I think I had more muscle probably. And I think so. Now, like I do, I'm <laughs> a lot less active. A little scrawnier, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Just Got a kidding. big heart, so that's right. It's, it's all good. That matters. Keeps me going, you know. Big heart. Big yeah. heart. Well, cool. Um, well, Corey, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. I was just um, about to say, how are you doing? I wanted d- to let you finish that thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it, you know, do its run. Talking about yeah. how scrawny you are. Well, it's the run is over. So. Okay, cool. So, how are you? Um, I'm doing good. I've definitely seen better days, but doing um, doing well. Um, at the time of recording, it's the last week of April. Um, so, you know, we're still in the quarantine and. Um, our business is like pretty much at a standstill, not a lot going on there no events happening. So it's a bummer, but, um, on a positive side, uh, I've been using my time to just get like a lot of like projects done and like, improving a lot of things. And so super stoked about that. Um, but I am looking forward to like getting back to normal, getting back to work and, and all that. So one of those projects include Call of Duty. Dude, I have been cooking <laughs> on Call of Duty for sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. It must be refreshing, honestly. Yeah, like, so Connie bought, bought me a PS4. This is funny. So high school, I was a hardcore gamer. Once I graduated, I didn't. I don't think I played video games for like three or four years straight. I think me and you would occasionally play like 2K. Yeah, once in a while. Like once in a blue moon. Um, and then once I fin- finished college, uh, I finished uh, at the end of like, uh, in like December. And so uh, for Christmas, Connie got me a PS4. This is in 2018, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I was like, sick, I'm going to play all the time now. And I think I played it for like three months and just like stopped. I haven't touched it since. And then, you know, everyone, if you listen, you know, at the start of this year, remember what we said? <laughs> part of my goal was to, to get back into gaming. That's right. And I was like joking about it. Not really serious, but we you know with the quarantine, I have a lot more time. And so uh, at nights, I've been, been going hard, man. And by going hard, I mean like playing, playing 30 minutes and I'm tired of it. But still, like, <laughs> it's, that's a lot for me. So it's been fun. It's okay. I just got to put the work in. You know, oh yeah, I'm getting better, but practice. I'm just the problem is I, I just suck to be honest. <laughs> and the online dude, the kids are so good. Like, oh yeah, I just go on there and I just get frustrated, and so I just turn it off because it's like not fun. I just I That's lose ridiculous. every time. I I played Fortnite once, 
and it's a little bit different. No, it's, it's really not. People are insane on there. I don't know how they do the things they do. <clears throat> I would die within the first 30 seconds, yeah. I would say. And then the, the bummer part about Fortnite is that you'd have to like wait for the whole match to be over again. And so I would die within 30 yeah. seconds and then I'm waiting there for like 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know why I'm even wasting my time with this. Yeah, Call of Duty has a game like that where you, it's, like, it's like Fortnite to where you like spawn and if you die, then you're out, whatever. And I last maybe, maybe a minute. <laughs> it's like gone. not a contest to win. It's like, how long can I stay? Well, in it's the like game? this big map. So I'll be running on this hill. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm killing it. Like, I'm good. And then boom, I'm sniped. I'm just done. I'm like, what the heck? Like, it's getting so mad. But, dude, um, the other day I was playing and someone, believe it or not, they ran me over with a helicopter. Ask me how it's possible. I don't know. I, would, I was yeah. like, how do they do that? I was like on some building, like not paying attention and freaking helicopter came out of nowhere and just took my head off. Done. Wow. Not like literally took my head off, but you know. But you were done though. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a waste of three minutes. We just, <laughs> we just talked about, um, <laughs> yeah, get back on track here. So <laughs> you've seen better days. Yes. Uh, month of April has not treated you well. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know if it has for anyone really. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, thankfully, I still have a salary that I can rely on. Um, but, like, Monique hasn't been able to do anything with makeup or even, like, if you know, if you're selling things online and, like, even doing, like, consulting, it's, like, people don't really want to spend their money They're not right spending now. money on that kind of stuff. Um, it's all, I mean, it's all going to Costco <laughs> and to Walmart and to Amazon. You know, it's, like, essential survival stuff. Yeah. Um, we've been able to... Uh, not save, I mean, we've been able to like save a lot of expenses. Like we're not like going out to eat. We bought all of, all of our food in, you know, in bulk. Uh, haven't bought a lot of things. We've got a new couch, but that's pretty much it. Um, otherwise it's still been like pretty, it's been, you know, pretty financially stressful for us, but yep. not nearly as much as you, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is, but we will get through it. And at some point, you know, we'll be back to normal. So, just keep reminding myself of that and staying positive. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. I saw that the Bay Area extended their uh, lockdown through the end of yeah. May. They had it kind of bad, though. Not even. I mean, I feel like California didn't really even have it that bad. Um, but I'm curious to see what San Diego and LA does because we just reopened up our beaches. Yeah. Um, actually, San Diego I think has like one of the lowest concentrations. Ironically, I think I mentioned this, our zip code has the highest number of cases, Yeah, which I don't know why. It's kind of peculiar, but um, I do think that things will be back to normal pretty soon. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, yeah. And then you got the wedding boom, everyone who Yeah, once it goes married. back, I think like events and weddings are going to be popping. Like everyone's going to want to have celebrations and, you know, all the brides that were supposed to get married this year are not able to or at least towards the end of the year and so uh, you know that's like all being pushed back and then plus like other events and weddings that were supposed to be happening like mm -hmm. at the, in the fall or you know so it's it's like going to be double as busy i think which would be great so yeah it would be great huh? make yeah. it for last grand hopefully yeah it's gonna yeah. be busy dude i bet enjoy it while you can now yeah even though <laughs> can't, <laughs> can't really it. enjoy yeah. it but yeah. well let's get into this Corey. cool well, this is episode 100. Yes, 100. That's crazy. Triple digits. We it made it. took us almost two years, but a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty good. I think yeah. that um, that little December series we had helped get us ahead a little bit. Um, but really, I mean, we've just been every week just pretty consistent, honestly. Um, kind of surprised that, one, we not surprised that we did it, but like, it feels rather soon that we would hit this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty crazy. I mean, congrats to you, my friend, for sticking along with me for it, <laughs> with it for so long. Corey, you're easy. You're <laughs> easy. Well, I thought it would be cool to um, kind of just like reflect and think about like how, like since we started the podcast, like what have we like learned and what, like as people have we individually grown and changed like mm -hmm. with the podcast, but also just like separately, like in our lives, like what's yeah. happened the last year and a half. That'd be fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's been tons of things that have happened since then. It is pretty crazy. It's yeah. only, yeah, it hasn't been two years, right? It's only been a year and a, a half. Two years in September, September right? right? Yeah, yeah, so about a year and a half yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, a lot has changed, huh? Yeah. There's been this whole season. And I think that's part of, like, thinking back to, like, you know, 
why I originally had the idea and then why we wanted to start the podcast coming back to like this idea of being this really busy, crazy season, feeling really unprepared, having no idea what you're doing and wanting something else, you know, mm-hmm. that you can like rely on and go to as a resource and, and be able to reference or at least know that, you know, someone else is kind of going through something similar as you. Um, and so I was just thinking how cool it is that we kind of got to document yeah. this whole season, especially in a busy time where there's a lot to document yeah. kind of. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Like I don't like listen to the episodes, but it's cool to know that we have it documented and like maybe one day I'm going to want to, and it's cool to like always have these, have these files and we can always listen to them, you know? Yeah. That'll be fun. Recently I've, I've been kind of getting more into journaling. Um, I haven't been doing it like very consistently, but I feel like this is almost like a really good, like journaling esque kind of thing, right? Where you're just like documenting life events and yeah. thoughts and what you're going through. And I think that's really cool because I mean, I remember one of the things we talked about before was like, uh, you know, it's like how long are we going to do this? Well, it's like, well, we can always switch up like how often we do it, mm-hmm. but like, let's do it for as long as we can because yeah. then we can, you know, give this to our kids in the future yeah. or we can listen back to it, you know, or we can uh, have this right to just like go back and yeah. listen to and, It'll be really nostalgic. We can learn some things, mm-hmm. remember some things. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's so much that we've talked about that if I were to listen to it, I'd be like, oh, like I t- totally forgot about that. Or yeah. like, that's a really yeah. good point. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to ask, give me like the 30 second, like what, like encapsulate what has changed in Corey's life the last year and a half. Like what's happened since we've started the podcast? Like big changes, you know? Okay. Since the, the last year and a half, well, we started the podcast after I got married. So, um, still married, which is good. Nothing's changed there. Uh, nice. Yes. Good. Good for me. Um, started a new job. I've shipped some side projects. Um, some, several, several. Yep. Some, some little business ideas. Um, gosh, what else? We haven't moved. Um, we bought a new car, which I don't know if that's really a major life event. Um, I don't know. I mean, we traveled quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have. My course on B2B Are SaaS Are you trying marketing. to make a pitch right now? What's the deal? <laughs> 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 Just describing to the audience what mm-hmm. they are. Okay. Um, and then my latest project is Swipe Files, which is like a curated library of marketing and copywriting examples with detailed teardowns of what makes them good. Nice, dude. Yeah. Those have been really fun. That's cool. Yeah. Exciting. Thanks. What about you? What's been new for you? Or what's changed? So right before we started the podcast. A lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> right <laughs> before we started, Let's see if I can make this in 30 seconds because you went way over. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did, huh? Um, no, it's all good. Um, right before we started the podcast, I had left my previous job working for my dad. And I was there for, right. had been, I think, six years, almost six years full time. Um. And then uh, I started a business and uh, proposed to Connie. So those three things happened right before we started the podcast. Uh, since we started a podcast, uh, we have gotten married. I have moved three times. <laughs> so a year and a half. Well, it's crazy. Moved three times. Uh, we bought another business. We rebranded our business. And we just bought a house. And we went to Europe for three weeks. And you got a dog. And we got a dog, Maxie, so cute. Maxie. Yeah. It's a G. And, oh, and, well, we bought and remodeled the house. So it was like a six-month project. So. Yeah, geez. Yeah, that's what we did. That's a lot, man. Yeah. And now, back to gaming. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that's right. That's new. That's back new, to your gaming roots. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a lot. Um, But, uh, you know, that's what we have both done like, in, in a nutshell. But. Wanted to kind of talk through like well, what what we learned, what what's kind of changed, like you know, in our minds and the way we think and stuff like that. Or yeah, mm-hmm. what did we learn along the way? So yeah, I feel like one one of the big themes that has really been really stuck with me ever since we both read the book, and um, also I, I just follow him online, and so I'm constantly kind of reading through his stuff. But just James Clear's uh, Atomic Habits and just like the idea of habits in general, um, and I mean, one of the things I find for me and I just like keep noticing more and more is how like I always uh, kind of like default back into kind of like my in- really ingrained habits, um, even like to the smallest things of like 
feeling certain ways during the day, going to bed certain times, waking up certain, certain times, feeling hungry certain times, like, uh, having certain routines in my life, um, with like, you know, walking Remy, I don't know, doing the dishes, um, even like looking at my phone, like they're all, and I'm, I just, it's like shocking how, uh, not how hard it is to change, but how ingrained I am in those habits and in those rituals and those traditions. And, um, he says, uh, your current habits are perfectly designed to deliver your current results. And man, I was just like, that's one of like my favorite quotes. Um, he also says one of the other good, good ones is, um, uh, what does he say? Every action you take is a vote for the person that you uh, want to, to be. become. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this one's really good to do. This one's kind of like a, a little bit sobering, you know, but all the time I wonder like, okay, like um, I really want to uh, produce more. I want to ship more side, uh, ship more side projects. I want to do better at work. And it always comes back to, okay, well my current habits are, are or my current results are, derived from my current habits. So if I want to change my results and the way that I feel day to day, the things that I do, I need to change my habits and it's just hard. Yeah. Um, but it's good to know and like, you know, taking some steps and some improvements, um, uh, taking Remy out more often to walk, um, eating better. I'd say I was doing pretty good about going to the gym kind of here and there. Uh, but also I think actually really big, um, more leaning into like, okay, if I'm actually going to do like these little side businesses and side projects, like I have to set aside that time and I have to make that a habit. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that I'm super scientific about it. It's kind of just like any free time. That's, that's what I do mm-hmm. if I'm not playing video games, <laughs> which I spend a lot more time on this than I do video games. Um, but yeah, it just goes back to that same theme of like, want different results, change your habits. Yep want the same results, keep doing what you're doing. Like it's not rocket science. Yeah, I agree. Um, the first few you're, you're going to list off, I'm going to like pretty much piggyback off of like I would, my, right ahead, similar. my um, and then I have some other ones I want to add on, but yeah, habits, I would agree. I'm thinking I've, I'm right there with you in like, um, the last year and a half has been, so for me, it actually has been interesting. And I kind of just realized this actually, um, last night, kind of funny. I was doing a, um, like a zoom call with my small group and we were like talking through some stuff and I just like, I like, was thinking about my life and I like, kind of realized this, whatever. And so it's kind of funny, but, um, I've realized like a lot of the results I've seen in my life recently, um, our, our two companies, our home. Um, I think a lot of that has come from, uh, like habits that I created like a, like a while ago. Like I've seen like mm. those consistent things, like I've always been, I've always been a saver, like, right? My whole life, like and the older I got, when I started making more money, like I've, I've saved even more. Like it's kind of like a habit I've always, I've always just had like naturally. Um, but I've like, I've kept to it. And I think it's easy. Like you start making more money and you start spending more. Like I've, when I started making more money, I just, I saved more. I didn't spend, I didn't go spend more, you know? Um, and then like things like, uh, just being disciplined and waking up early, um, and like working hard those like three or four things. Like I've kind of focused on the last few years and, uh, like recently seeing some of the benefits, which is, which is a great, like seeing like some of that fruit, you know? And, um, I, I kind of thought like at the start of this year, I was going to have a lot of feelings of like, Oh, and, like, I, I would joke around and say, I want to play more video games. Like, like I kind of thought I'd want to like just chill out, not do anything this year. Right. But actually I've had like the, almost like the, my motivation has like ramped up even more. I feel like, like just like seeing results, like wanting more of that, you know? And so that's been cool. It's been really exciting. And, um, I think like right there with you, just like realizing and like seeing the importance of habits and then, um, also seeing like some bad habits. Like, um, I used to, when I, when I like had like a, like a formal job, like I was really disciplined at getting up early and like just doing that. And like, now I'm not like, I don't, I, don't, I, I sleep into like seven. So to me, I sleep in, in but, um, right. I am way less than I used to be, you know? And so like I've seen like how that's changed my days, right? When I get up early, when I'm disciplined, when I'm structured, like, how much more energized I am and whatnot. And like I said, seeing that bad habit kind of creep up, like I can see the negative results. And so kind of realized like you have the importance of habits this year. Yeah. And it's always, I mean, the thing that I keep realizing is like, if I'm feeling a certain way, if I'm, uh, if I'm like, you know, planning or if I'm motivated or unmotivated, like instead of me just like kind of wondering like, Oh, that's strange. Or like, I wonder what I should do about that. It's like, 
habits. Yeah. Habits, habits, habits. Like it just, the answer is kind of clear now. Yeah. I think like more than ever, I've realized like it doesn't matter what I feel like. Like if I, yeah. once I've decided like certain things I'm going to do or not do, like then that's it. Like it doesn't matter what I feel like if I want to or don't want to do it. Like if I see I'm going to get up early, then get up early. It doesn't really matter, you know? Um, uh, when was, I think it was like a couple of days ago, like, uh, like, I think I was on Sunday night, me and Connor like, yeah, let's get up, you know, at this time tomorrow morning. And we like see it up way later than we thought we would and whatever. And so in the morning, like came up, like alarm went off and like we got up and she like really didn't want to get up. And I, it was like so easy for me, for me just to like, okay, time to get up. And she was like, how are you doing this? And I was like, mm. well, I don't like feel like it. I just, I decided I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do it. Like just simple as that. So yeah, that's a good point you have of like, doesn't matter what you feel like. Just, just do it. Yeah. Nike says, just do it. That's right. Just do it. Swoosh. Um, one of the other big themes for me has been my marriage uh, and just marriage in general, kind of like learning what that is. And I think that was probably the, the biggest thing, especially like, you know, when starting the podcast and just like feeling like, okay, well, like now I really have to learn what it means to be a man and a husband and a provider. And uh, just marriage just kind of like pushes you into that and says like figure it out you know um one of the things I, I think that i realized was that um yeah there was like a lot that you can prepare for obviously a lot of good habits you can build beforehand a lot that you can like learn and kind of like um have in mind right have kind of ingrained in you beforehand but i feel like a lot of it is just like learning through action and but also not just like learning through experience but uh, because you can you can make a lot of mistakes, right? You could do things bad, and you could still be like "quote unquote" learning, mm -hmm. but like learning and and improving through that process. So mm -hmm. like, okay, I made a mistake. I'm not going to do that again, and I'm going to learn something from this, so that I can take this into this other area or yeah. this other thing that I'm doing. Um, and I think that that's now kind of more how I see things, especially in my marriage, and mm -hmm. and how you know we treat each other is is like we don't have the answers. We don't, we're not going to have everything figured out. It's never going to be perfect, but we're going to try to get better mm -hmm. and we're not going to, uh, wait for the answers. We're not going to go, um, you know, I've been going back and forth because a lot of things I've been reading and there's been a lot of themes. I don't know why it's just been like really in the forefront of my mind, especially more recently, you know, but it's like, uh, you can't teach a kid to ride a bike by reading a book. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like some things you just have to like literally yeah. experience and literally do. And I feel like to a certain degree, marriage is that, and you have to learn and adapt on the fly. And, um, so, but it's also relieving too, right? Because it's like, okay, next time you have a problem, you don't need to go like read another book on that problem. It's like, you can take what you've learned in the past into that, but also you can just like be really intentional about like, what should I do in this situation? Mm -hmm. Or how should I treat the, you know, how should I treat my wife or my, my husband? Um, and it's not rocket science again. It's like, yeah. you don't have to, to read a book on everything. Yeah. Before we got married, I, um, I asked a lot of questions with a lot of different people. I sought a lot of advice and like, I tried my best to be, um, like the most prepared that I could. And to be honest with you, I've come to find out that I'm not as cool as I thought I was. <laughs> like I'm not as good as I thought I was, you just know, not really I kind of suck. Corey is calling you the things I do. And no, I was kidding. Um, you know, I've, I've like, I thought going in, well, let me just preface, um, it's been really good and really fun being, we've been married a year and a half, so it's been great, it's been fun. Um, I would say overall, um, it's like twofold, it's way like better and more fun than I expected. Um, uh, and it's actually, to be honest, it's, it's less hard than I than I expected that it would be. Everyone, yeah. for us, everyone's like, the first year is going to be really hard, it's going to suck, like blah, blah, blah. And so I went into it thinking like, this is going to suck, <laughs> whatever. And then the first year was great. Like it wasn't as nearly as hard as I thought it was. Um, but on the flip side, uh, I have, I've learned <laughs> that I have a lot more faults than I thought that I had, to be honest. Like that's, mm -hmm. I think you, you put a quote Me down too. in here. Um, you said marriage doesn't reveal the worst in your spouse, but it reveals the worst in you. Totally. 10 out of 10 true. Like 100%. Yeah. Like, you know, the hands up emoji, like that is so true. And I've learned that. And also, I've learned that's really, really, really hard to swallow. Like, you know, you can read that thing like, oh, like, I'm, yeah, I'm sure I'll learn. I'm sure like I'll find out that I suck, whatever. But it, it can be hard when it's like day after day after day when you, you continue to make some mistakes and you have to. Right. Learn and you to, don't change. Yeah. And so same issues over and over. And it gets defeating. And so you know, I, I've um, all I have to say, I think what you were saying about like 
there's only so much you can do to prepare and a lot of marriages kind of like learning as you do it. And I think I would agree with that. Um, to coming from someone that I feel like I, I did the most prep that I could, you know, and, um, but all I have to say, you know, it's been a, a great year and a half and it's been fun. Learned a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, marriage has been a hundred times better than I thought mm. also harder in some ways, yeah. but for sure. I mean, there's so many things where, uh, like you said, like you just like didn't realize that like, I didn't realize that I was really bad at washing dishes, <laughs> but I'm terrible. And I've like realized that at first I didn't accept it, but I was like, yeah, actually I have some really bad habits about yeah. washing dishes. And like, I just didn't do it right or didn't yeah. care to do it right. Other things like I can be kind of defensive and I have this tick where I like put my palms up in the air when I'm especially like annoyed or like if I disagree. Um, and so I'm like, you know, some things that you're just like, uh, you learn right through experience mm-hmm. that, you are not perfect. And there yeah. are many things that bug other people yeah. as well. Um, and the really cool part too, is that like this whole thing with marriage and with like bugging each other and pushing each other's buttons and realizing that you're not perfect is actually God's way of sanctifying us and God's way of helping us become more like him, more mm-hmm. holy and to love each other better. Yeah. Um, and so that's really what I've been trying to keep in mind too is like, uh, instead of seeing it as like a, okay, this is like another way that I disappointed or another way that I messed up. It's like, okay, this is another yeah. opportunity for me to, uh, quote unquote, fix things and for us to be able to love each other better. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure like the three most common reasons for divorce are, um, like dealing with money, sex and communication. Kids. Kids. Um, don't have kids yet, but, uh, I always I thought like oh whatever the understatement like I'm sure it's not that hard uh, for the first two money and sex I've been actually a lot like more like challenging things to like sort through and work out than I thought those things would be yeah um and so you know I think like if, if I was to like, go back a year and a half before I got married like I'd probably go into it with like um probably like a more humble mind just kind of realizing hey the things that everyone is saying is the hardest things are probably the hardest things in yeah. marriage rather than thinking right. oh it won't be me. I didn't really have like that mindset like um, with everything, but I think, you know, that was like one thing I'd, he- I'd heard a lot of those three hard parts of marriage. So I kind of just thought, Oh, like it'll be different, whatever. And well, guess what? It's not, <laughs> like, it's right. still, you know, it's still challenging. So <laughs> not, I mean to it for sure. I mean, yeah, especially those, those two, mm-hmm. uh, I realized, especially with myself that with money, like I'm good with money when we have it, but when we don't have enough of it or if we don't have it, then I'm bad with it mm-hmm. or I like I, I'm not good with it. I don't have a plan. Like I'm not good at like budgeting or cutting down or figuring mm-hmm. out like um, now, I mean now I feel like that's something we've been better at. So I'm not, not perfect. Um, don't have like a super stringent budgeting system, mm-hmm. but at least we know and like we can communicate through it. And like uh, that's definitely one of the things I've learned. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I don't actually like tell anyone, even my own wife about yeah. like our money situation or how things are going or what I'm worried about personally. Cause that'd be a big thing is like, I'm, uh, I'm stressed out about our financial situation, but I would just act like everything's normal, yeah. you know? And so then like one day I'm just like, yeah, we probably can't buy that or anything else for the rest of the month. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, ah, oh, I probably should have done that better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even on that, like, um, like money with us. So how, how, how it typically works with us is, um, I'm like, I'm definitely the more like structured, like thinking things through, like thinking ahead and planning, um, and Connie is definitely more of like on the fly, whatever she's feeling like, just kind of cool with whatever, which, and both of those have like pros and cons. And so with the money thing, like, okay, when, when times, so, okay, right now, for example, we're in the middle of COVID, like we're not making really any money right now and we still have all of our normal expenses. And so I've more, more times than not, I'm falling towards this place of worry and feeling like, oh crap, like this is not working, how are we to fix it? And what's cool is, um, in times like this, like, my negative side of always trying to be a planner and think ahead and, and think things through and budget, like doesn't work that well in this situation. Cause there's a lot of things we can't really plan for right now. And so I find myself like being stuck on this like negative route of like almost panic. And then Connie um, comes in with, you know, at times what I think is a weakness actually is a strength at these times when she's a bit more like Jeremy relax, it's going to be okay. Here's why blah, blah, mm. blah. And it's kind of funny how like, what I once thought was a weakness at times, like this can be a positive and, you know, and vice versa. Right. So it's kind of funny how those things um, play out. So that's a good point. I've learned that. Wow. Um, uh, I want to jump in with my own topics. I do have one that I wanted to go, share. Go for <laughs> um, it. Uh, but those first two have been fun. 
Um, one that I think you'd probably be with me on this one too, but um, like learning. And what I've kind of been mm. more challenged on recently is, um, and you actually turned me on to the book Ultra Learner, or Learner, right? Ultra Learning. Ultra Learning. Yep. Um, uh, re- kind of what I've realized is like more and more and more if, is that I I can really learn like whatever I want to learn. It's just a matter of doing it. And so there's, there's that thinking. And I've also had like another challenge of like, am I someone that's that's going to keep learning like as I continue to grow and get older? And I feel like, um, I think I, I caught myself for like, I'll say up the last year and a half, I would say probably about four or five months of that. There was a point where I was just kind of like head down, just working. Wasn't like learning anything new. Wasn't like doing anything different. Just trying to like keep things floating. And I think that's when I read that book at the end of that cycle. And I kind of realized like, oh, like I have a lot of tools. I have a lot of things I can put into my tool belt and I can learn about what I want to learn. And so it's kind of like this switch of thinking of like, I, I really want to be someone that like doesn't get to a point in life where I'm happy and I just keep working. Like I, I want to be someone that always learns that I'm constantly developing new skills and that I develop the skills that I already have. And so I'm hmm. um, kind of been like challenged with that recently. And it's kind of been like an exciting, fun thing. You know, I was thinking at the, at the beginning of the year, like, wow, I should like do more like fun things. Like I should have like better like hobbies, <laughs> you know, than, rather than just like working. And uh, one of these hobbies that's kind of started up recently has just been learning, um, which kind of been cool. Like, you know, you, you know, things that um, sounds weird, but like I, I would consider now for me, like learning is like almost like a hobby. Like I really enjoy it, you know, whether it's like learning like website stuff or like, you know, getting better at the drums, whatever it is, like any, anything that I'm learning, it's like fun for me. And so that's been cool. That's cool. So like basically like taking something where like, you know, that you're like not good at or don't know a lot about it and being like, Okay, I'm gonna sit down and yeah. do this thing, Just learn this it. thing, get better at it, practice it. Yeah, and I think for me, what like clicked was so I read read that book, and to be honest with you, so you recommended it, and pretty much any book you recommend, I'm most likely gonna read it. And so I, okay, I read, I was like, oh, I'll read this book. So I started reading it, and I got like halfway through it, and then I like listen, I was listening to some podcast that was like unrelated, and the guy was like, if you ever, he said he was like, you know, basically he said like, don't try to read a book that you can't like relate to in this current season like if it, if, it's, if you can't relate mm. to it like then don't read it because you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna put it into practice and i kind of thought to myself yeah like i'm trying to get through this book right now but you know this is back when i was in that rut of like not learning i was like i don't want to learn anything new right now so i'll just wait and so i didn't read i put it aside and then on our europe trip i like finished it and like reread part of it and um ever since then i feel okay like now i feel inspired to want to learn and so mm. um i put it into practice and i started doing a few things and I, I saw it work like what i learned about in that book i like used some of those like tips and tools whatever and i saw it work and it was really fascinating like how simple it actually was it don't get me wrong it's like it can be hard yeah. and it's a matter of just like doing it but it was cool to see it and so now like i'm on to the next thing like i'm trying to keep using it so that's cool do you have like a uh, like specific example about something that you felt like the book helped you yeah or just like the whole process yeah like i said understanding how to learn um well i think overall i've always kind of had the mindset of like if i want to learn something i know i can learn it um but the book just gives so many practical like tips i think the most basic one um was basically like kind of you think of something new you want to learn so for me it was websites like i i really want to get better at the web working on my website um Typically, I just rely on you asking questions, and it's every time I and try I'm not to learn. Even that good. Yeah, every time I try to learn, like I spend hours on YouTube. I spend hours like just kind of bouncing around from topic to topic. I never really go anywhere. And so, one of the, like most basic tips the book um, gives is basically creating like like a map of everything that like is within like a certain topic. Like what are like the main like structure points of things you have to figure out and like learn to like do what you want to do. So. Like I made a Google Doc and basically wrote out like the, what are the things I need to learn right now to work on my website. So I kind of figure out the main things I'm struggling with, basically create like an outline essentially, and then under there like wrote my subpoints and then I just went and studied like to did one at a time. Hmm. And one of his examples is, um, I think it says like be be like be ruthless and be like persistent until you like learn it. And so before I would like try something for a like, couple hours couldn't figure it out and but okay I'll, I'll try doing like this now and I, mean, I would just switch and so mm. i committed to just learning one thing at a time and it worked like don't get me wrong i still don't know a ton i still ask you questions all the time but uh there were like a lot of basic things i couldn't get done that i can now do them all and so that was super like fulfilling to like watch that um like happen and see it and see it um see it work that so. is cool yeah i feel like that first one of meta learning where like mapping out what, meta, you, meta yeah. what you want to learn is so crucial. I use that all the time too, where like anything that I look at where I'm like, I don't know what this is about. 
I do a bunch of research, you know, kind of write like an outline, try to make some connections. Um, and then it always makes it easier because then you have these kind of points of exploration where you can kind of go down a couple of rabbit holes, yeah. uh, learn a few things, and then it makes sense what you're learning instead of just like trying to memorize things. And I also, um, I don't know if this relates. And I think in my mind it does. Like they were kind of tandem, but also right on the same trip, right after I finished that book, I also read Extreme Ownership for the first time, mm. which I've it's been on my list for a while. And I finally read it. I read it in like two days. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of his like, just like chapter titles, like really like inspired me. I think one of them is like, like see move adapt or like something like that i forget what it is and yeah, so I think I know you're talking, talking about. about basically like you have a challenge like adapt and fix it you know and so like kind of pairing that with like wanting to learn something like it was it, it, in my mind it kind of like clicked together you know it, it like mm-hmm. motivated me to like take what i learned from this book and then the learning book and kind of like together like use them and so that's cool yeah i like that a yeah. lot exciting um one of the things that i was thinking about especially i think this is one of the things that has been kind of like a a theme of mine for the last year and a half, especially, but it's just something that's always been in the back of my mind. I feel like I've gotten a lot more like clarity on is just um, my career because the, that probably been like the most like probably like big life changes or at least like life developments. Um, so when I first started the podcast, it was uh, it was I was at Cordial and I was going from basically like a marketing. Technically, I went from uh, junior marketing intern to marketing associate to content marketing manager. Um, and learned a ton. I always call that like experience, like my marketing crash course. Cause it's kind of like where I cut my teeth and learned everything and started practicing things and then moved on to Barometrics. And I've been super fortunate to kind of like be able to have such a kind of upward trajectory earlier on in my career and be able to do so much and learn so much in a very short amount of time. Um, but one of the things that, I don't know, I, I have a couple like random thoughts. Again, I'm not like super clear on it, but my, my main three thoughts are uh, one, kind of contemplating entrepreneurship and like my employability <laughs> almost like do it. I don't, I don't want to be an employee at all. Like uh, I don't want to work for someone else and on their business because to me, like the ultimate goal is to own my own business is is to be an entrepreneur and to found my own business. And so it feels lame, like I'm missing out, right, working on someone else's business. Um, but two, I, something I've been struggling with, and uh, I'm not sure exactly, you can actually tell me right now, but like I've always kind of been confused about like how do you tell the difference between your own ambition and the kind of like what's on your heart and what you want to do and kind of what you're feeling and God's plans and ambitions for your life, kind of what he's set out for you to do. Um, because take something like entrepreneurship, for example, where it's a very, you know, ambitious, I would say like, there's a lot of, um, a lot of baggage associated with it, right? It's like high risk, uh, workaholism, um, also high reward or like, you know, wanting to be rich or wanting Mm -hmm. to get a bunch of money, right? Um, live a luxurious life. Um, and so it's like, you know, how do you, how do you think about something like that? Like, is, is that from God? You know, why do I have such a strong desire to build businesses and start things? And, you know, ever since I was like 18, maybe, yeah, I think 18, uh, when I was on a road trip with Jeremy Joyner out to GCU, um, was really like where it kind of clicked for me where I started. Um, yeah. Like, why is that? Um, and the third part of that too, it's kind of like my whole mess of thoughts here is the intersection of business and ministry, right? And so kind of related to point number two, but like um, how do the two play together? How does God want us to involve the two together? Are they, you know, I I don't know. Anyways, I'm kind of rambling at this point, but that's kind of what I've been thinking about for my career. Mm -hmm. Definitely one of the bigger things that have changed since we started the podcast. Yeah, I think... um so to your question of like, is it basically saying like, Hey, if I, if I want to do this entrepreneurship thing, if I want to start these businesses and create these companies, um, like, are you, are you asking, like, is that like a, a selfish motive and does that align with what God would have for you? And that's your question. Yeah. I mean a little bit like, uh, I, I know that it's mostly not selfish. It's more like, 
Like that's just so, something I feel like I I want to do really yeah. bad. Like it's what I should be doing. That's what I was gonna say. So when you were talking about it, you like got excited when you started. Like you even said like I have this. I don't know why I have like this really strong like desire in me to like do these things, um, and I can totally relate with that. Um, I, I was asking, like, have you seen a difference in me since I like left my old job and started oh, yeah. my business? Like, what do I? Totally. I just seem lighter, right? I seem like lighter, happier, more fulfilled. Excited. You're excited yeah, about stuff, exactly. new projects. Same with you. And so when you, um, like hearing you talk about, um, off, so oftentimes Corey will come over or whatever. We'll be texting before we, you know, go to record, and he'll say, "By the way, I have something really excited to like, tell you." Like <laughs> when I come over, and a lot of times he'll like wait until like. We get on the podcast where he'll like wait until he comes over and actually tell me. And I'm like always going crazy. Like, what does he have to tell me? What what happened? And every time it's like, well, most of the time it's some like new side thing he started up and some whatever is happening. And he gets like really excited when he talks about those things. And it's like he he just seems very fulfilled on it. Now, um, with this job, there's a lot of good things. I'm saying his. Okay, with court with you, with your job, there's a lot of good things that you like about it. Um, but there's a lot of things that drive you crazy about it, right? Like, um, what, like recording those videos when you're walking customers through the, the software, whatever mm-hmm. the, the demos. Um, you know, I'm sure you don't like that idea. Emails, emails, re- reporting someone, work tickets, uh, talking among the team, like all these different things probably really bother you. But with your side projects, like you run the show, it's whatever you envision you do. Uh, and I think like a lot of the ones you've done, you've, you've been successful. You've had like, you've had, I think really great success from what I can see. And so I just feel like it's a no brainer. That's what you were made to do. Like a, a, there's like a natural urge in you to do it. You're excited. And then B, you're good at it. Like there's results when you do it. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's selfish. I think like, you know, God created us all different and like you have this desire in you that like brings you alive. And, um, like for me, I feel like I've only seen positive things like from, making the change, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, yeah. but the thoughts you have are valid, you know? And, um, but like, I, I, I'm probably biased cause I know you, <laughs> it's like, I know you're not some like greedy, evil, like scummy guy that wants to make all the money in the world. Like that's not who you are. And so right. it's easy for me to say like, yeah, obviously this is a good thing for you to do. Yeah. So. I guess I just have a hesitation because I know it's such a big change and I actually, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm even kind of like, uh, making it up to be something bigger or different, more different, or what I'm trying to say, um, making a bigger deal out of it than it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like want to be careful. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's again, it's not that I'm like super happy, uh, unhappy with my job. It's not that I'm like really frustrated and like, I really hate it, but it's not what gets me up in the morning yeah. and it's not what I think about constantly. It's not what I, um, strive to like some people like, um, and this like never made sense to me, but it kind of clicked more recently where I hear some people like, you know, I always wanted to be, uh, like a chief marketing officer or like, I always dreamed of, you know, running marketing for a company. I'm like that. I mean, that's cool. But like, I didn't, I mean, I, I like marketing. I think that's one of my like strengths are, but my dream has always been to like have my own company yeah. and run my own company. And marketing is just a part of that. Yeah. And where maybe I would focus more. Um, but like some people like that, that's just what they want to do. Or like they want to work. Uh, they just like cranking out new things. And like, that's kind of like the medium that makes the most sense for their work environment. Um, but yeah, just realizing more like what like really motivates me isn't the actual work. I think it's more like uh, the context of the work that I'm doing it in. Mm-hmm. Like, again, this is probably, this is a, it's a pro and a con, but like me, like feeling in control, like feeling I have like a hundred percent autonomy to make a decision, to drive something forward, um, is like what I need to do work. Yeah. That makes sense. As soon as I feel like someone else is stepping on my toes or like I need permission to do something, I'm just like, forget it. I don't even want, I I can relate to that. Yeah. Like don't even bother or like, I just feel completely unmotivated. Mm -hmm. I procrastinate. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, or if I feel like, uh, like I'm, I'm trying to be pushed to do something. Like Mm -hmm. I don't like being nudged or like being like, uh, like I want to choose. I want to, again, like the way that it sounds, it kind of sounds bad of like, I want to be a dictator or something, but like, um, I don't know something about like this idea of autonomy, kind of going back to one of the other episodes we talked about. I think that autonomy is something that I 
I really, really, really highly value and maybe something that I could only get running my own business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything you're saying, um, I understand it. And I feel like I've, I've seen, like I've seen both sides now. Like I've seen the side where you're at and I was there for a long time. I feel like, and for like a long time I wanted to change and wasn't seeing it. Um, and like different from you, like, you want to change, but you also, you do like what you're doing. Like you enjoy like the, yeah. the most of it for me. I hated what I did. Like it <laughs> had nothing to do with what I wanted to do. It was just whatever, you know? And so, right. and now I'm on the other side of like, okay, this is what I want. This is great. And so I, 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 I totally get where you're at. Yeah. Um, for me, um, you're talking about your career for me, like same thing, um, like yeah. along, along the lines of business, like, okay, this is interesting. And I, I hope I'm hoping to speak to someone, but I don't even know how to formulate it well, but uh, when I was younger, um, my dad would always tell, really everyone that like knew me well, but mainly like, my dad and like close family friends would always say like, uh, Jeremy, like you're going to go into business when you're older. Like, you're going to be like a businessman. And like, I never knew what that meant. Like I, in, in, all the way up until like the last year and a half, like I had no idea what that meant. Like, what does it mean to like be in business? And like, you know, when you were younger, like, like your friend's dad, like, what did your, your dad do? Oh, he's in business. Like, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what does it mean to be in business? Right? Like I never got it. And so I remember like my prayer would always be like, Lord, like, um, like show me what it is that you made me to do. Like, what is like the business? What is the, like the, whatever I'm supposed to do. What I've realized is, um, like, it's just what my dad said. I do feel like God created me like for business. And what that means is, is not like one specific industry is not one specific company. I, I feel like just business in general is my gifting. And so, Right now, it's a event rental business, and it's great. But maybe it's going to be something different next year. Like I don't know. Like I just feel like that's what you know what I've what I've learned, and that's what I'm okay with now. Like, I'm okay with it not being one thing forever. I'm okay with it, you know, changing, developing. Maybe we, you know, maybe we end up closing the company down, doing something different. I, I have no idea. Maybe we keep it forever and start a new company. Like I don't know. But I feel like I feel very strongly like that's what God made me to do. And mm. when I when I do it, I, like I come alive. Like it's it's so fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, th- I think that's good. I think actually, uh, it, it's hard for us to see, and probably actually like um, a negative that we're both like this. But like, I always thought, you know, when someone said like, "Oh, I want to go into business," I'd be like, "Well, what else would you want to go into?" Like, well, <laughs> duh, like that's the best choice, obviously. <laughs> but the more, like, the older I got, and the more I realized, it's like, no, actually, I mean, there are a lot of other people that were built for other things and have passions for. Uh, serving people or mm-hmm. working in certain industries or like doing something in particular that really makes them happy, like a certain skill or a certain uh, art or working with certain people. Um, and to me, I couldn't see that. Uh, I, I saw it as like uh, for a long time, like by default, everyone like could be good at business. Yeah. Now I have the complete opposite view of like, I understand and I think we're both the same, which is kind of like uh, an anomaly. Maybe that we're both like this. Well, maybe not. It's probably we're friends also but uh but that's how we're both geared so like to us it just makes sense yeah. you know if like well this is what i'm supposed to do yeah and not everyone else is supposed to do that yeah i mean it's not to downplay it. like i'm not saying it's better i'm just saying like it is different and yeah. uh and so if someone else feels like that they should definitely lean into that yeah the thing i wanted to add was um when i was at lebon's i um during during certain times of the year, like it required like a different level of like output. And so there were times that I would like work a good amount and I hated, I absolutely hated, um, working more than 40 hours a week because I was on a salary. And so it's like, right. Why would I work like, and there's times when it was like 60 hours a week. It's like, why would I work 20 extra hours and like not get paid? Like this is, this is BS. Like I was, I always, it just drove me crazy. Um, and, uh, now like, uh, I, often work like even more than even more than 60 hours a week and i love it like it's so hard to explain the difference like i will happily work all day every day because it's it's this thing i I just feel so like inclined to do you know and so again i think and that's actually probably a bad thing but i think like to the 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 point of like i was created to do this like this is what god made me to do like and this is what excites me you know i don't have a problem doing it yeah actually i i don't think it's a bad thing at all because i just mean like um overworking you know yeah yeah, you don't want to overwork where like if you knew or felt like, gosh, like this is taking something out of me or I'm, I'm sacrificing mm-hmm. other areas of my life. Um, but I can also think like, again, like traditionally everyone would, would see this through the perspective of having like a salaried mm-hmm. job. 
And for sure, like if you're working way more hours than you need to and you're not getting paid for it, like that's super lame. Mm-hmm. You know, like of course you shouldn't do that, especially like you shouldn't feel obligated to do that and be yeah. in, a, in a habit of doing that. But if you really enjoy it and if you're in a position where you do get paid more or you get rewarded more and if you like it, like if you're enjoying it and you're like, I don't know what else I'd do, like go for it. Like mm-hmm. what, what's the problem? I don't understand it, especially if, there are, if you aren't sacrificing any other areas of your life. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I have uh, one more major thought. Um, and I don't know if you do too. It might be similar, but um, this is more, especially recently, but I think this is actually something it's, I've been reading about recently, but it's been in the back of my mind for a long time. Uh, and it's actually kind of like the exact opposite of everything we've just been talking about, but it's slowing down. Um, and it's learning to, gosh, I don't even know how to put it in a word, like live, I guess, more um, intentionally and uh, not in a hurry or in a rush to get to the next thing, yeah. which I think is really easy, really for anyone to fall into. So I, I've been reading and, and just finished a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which I highly recommend that you read as well. Um, and it really speaks to kind of like this ingrained culture in America of uh busyness and like filling every second with something um, like mm-hmm. hyper exposure to entertainment, to work, to opportunities, to people, access to things. Um, and I'll, I want to just read a couple of quotes and comment on just some on them really quickly. But he says, uh, what you give your attention to is the person you become put another way. The mind is a portal to the soul. And what you fill your mind with will shape the trajectory of your character. In the end, your life is no more than the sum of what you gave your attention to. That bodes well for those apprentices of Jesus who give the bulk of their attention to him and to all that is good, beautiful, and true in this world, but not for those who give their attention to the 24-7 news cycle of outrage and anxiety, emotion-charged drama, or the nonstop feeding of celebrity gossip, um, titillation, cultural drive, um, and he says, but again, we become what we give our attention to for better or for worse. And something I've, I've been realizing more and I've been trying to be more intention, intentional about is um, I think especially for me in this season, kind of like bouncing between a bunch of different projects and trying to build something so I can eventually jump into this whole entrepreneur thing. Uh, but it's still like don't just like go into autopilot and kind of like waste your time. But, and also like don't neglect, again, the important areas of life or the things you should be giving your attention to, like your family, but also especially God and mm-hmm. Jesus and the word and, and prayer, which to be honest, I've been really terrible about, um, especially in the last like six months, I would say probably, um, which ironically is like right before I started a few of these projects, <laughs> um, just because I just can't keep my eyes and my t- attention off of it. But I'm really, I've been realizing more and more now, kind of like having gone through this season and like doing, 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 just like staying up late, shipping stuff, you know, getting stuff out of the door and then being like, well, I'm really tired. And like, I, you know, feel like I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think slowing down is a really key to this and, and kind of paints this picture of a better life where you can live, you know, like where every day it doesn't feel like a flash or you feel like you're not just rushing from one thing to the next. You're not worried about this big to-do list in your mind or things that you're behind on um, or a life where you can actually live every moment. You can uh, enjoy every time and everything you spend your time on um, and you don't have that weight on you. Um, One of the other ideas he talks about is kind of Jesus's easy yoke and how it's not that it's effortless, but it's an easier yoke and that you're not doing it alone. You have God with you. I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I want to read it, dude. Um, it's on my list. I think so. you'll fly through yeah, it. Yeah, I'll read it. Uh, especially once you get through the first half. He also says, attention is the beginning of devotion, which again, like, what are you giving your attention to? If all of your attention is getting, is going to uh, worrying, getting to the next thing, but, you know, busying around to all sorts of different tasks and errands and work, um, like your attention is going on all negative, worthless, temporary things. And that's super lame. Yeah. Um, and he, he finally says, 
Uh, Corey Ten Boom once said that if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. The truth is that both sin and busyness have the exact same effect that cut off your connection to God, to other people, and even to your own soul. Um, and I think I felt that a little bit, and uh, I want to get back to that. Yeah, I'll read it. I think um, this is for sure one that I can probably apply to like almost anyone because we're all so busy and have so much yeah. going on. So yeah, I'll read it for sure. Definitely. Um, I have one more point. Um, cool. Really unrelated to what you just talked about, but that's okay because it. it's my life, not Go yours. <laughs> um, so another, um, or my last thought that I feel like is worth saying of um, something I've like learned more and more the last year and a half um, has been the importance of who you know and like your network. Um, we were seniors mm. and Dan Dunley put a quote on the whiteboard one day. He said, life is all about uh, relationships and the rest is just details. And I didn't really understand it. I was kind of like, that's worded oddly. Like, what does that really mean? Like, you know, whatever. And so I, w- I always like thought about that. And the older I've gotten, the more I've like totally recognized that that is so stinking true. Um, and for us or for me, like the last year and a half, I feel like so many things come down to just who you know, like, and, um, or who knows you or who knows you. Yeah. And so well, how do you, like, how do you do that? Like what, like, what do you, how do you know more people well, like build, you know, uh, like build your network and just, you know, talk to people, be friendly, like hang out with people, like go get coffee with someone, like just build your network. And so I don't know. I think that's one worth, worth saying. Definitely. Oh yeah. No, I've seen that for sure. I mean, uh, every it, career yeah. opportunity. It's just so crazy far. how much comes down to that. Like it's so true. Oh, you know? absolutely. I mean, even I feel like it because dude, so many doors have been open to me just being under the like Barometrics brand. Um, and like having this position, it's like automatically people are like, oh yeah, okay, cool. I know who you are. Like I respect you. I think you're smart. I want to hear what you have to say. Whereas even like I hear of other people working for other companies who maybe are like even bigger and more successful, but just don't have the same like brand and like they just struggle. Like they just, you know, like, uh, but same thing with like relationships, like, you know, if you have someone on your side, like your dad, Chris George, Dan Dealing, like people who can make connections for you because they know you, you're like even more powerful. Mm-hmm. It's not even about who you know. It's just because the people you know know other people exactly. yeah. and they're willing to bridge that gap yeah. for you. Um, and that's super powerful. Yeah. I feel like that's like the str- like your biggest asset. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Awesome, man. Number 100 in the books. Keep it 100. Do you feel like we've gotten better at this? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think to a certain degree, although maybe we've kind of plateaued after maybe like episode 20 or 30 or something. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> I'm sure we, I've, again, I haven't listened to those. I don't know. But I feel like if I listened to the first few, I would cringe. Like, it'd be oh, so. Oh, for sure. Well, I wouldn't now too, but like, it'd be way worse then. So I feel like we've gotten better. I hope we have. I think so. I think the challenge is, um, like we've talked about this, like it's hard. Like it's hard to like, how, how do you grow a podcast? How do you get it out there without being like that annoying person that's like, check out my podcast. Like how right. do you naturally grow this? Um, I think for us, like our part, our most challenging thing is like giving it what it, what it needs and deserves, like spending time preparing and like being intentional. Um, that's probably it. <laughs> that's probably like the yeah. number one thing we got. And then getting it in we front need of to do better. Yeah. And get a lot right of people. the right yeah. people. And yeah. Well, both right of those circles. are like really broad, you know, but yeah. But it's yeah. been fun. It's been great. Um, it's my biggest like negative thing I would say about this is me and you need to hang out more outside of the podcast. That's probably my most negative thing. Besides that, it's been great. Like I feel like I've um, I've learned a ton. It's told me held me accountable, helped me challenge me. Um, it's been fun. Like I feel like a lot of these things we've like gone through and like learned together because we're constantly talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like lastly, like it just feels so natural. Like we talk and like yeah. I, w- I often forget I'm recording and like, I just like start talking, you know, yeah. which is probably annoying, but, <laughs> and we end up making really long episodes like this one, which I just realized. Yes. Like, oh wow. Look at the time. There. Sorry everyone. It's okay. Um, I agree with you on those, on all those points. I feel like as a marketer, uh, this podcast is like the final frontier for me. I'm like, if I can just crack this and figure out how, because it's, it is hard. Um, so all that to say listeners, um, if you want to do us a favor, if you enjoy this, if you think this is valuable, Share it with someone, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I think that honestly is really what it comes down to, which puts us in a hard position because we're reliant on you. So we'll just ask you if, if you do, text it to a friend, share it on social media, uh, email it to someone if you still do that kind of thing. Um, 
that we appreciate you. Sure thing. All, All right. right. On that note. Signing off. Signing off. Thank you.